Hello and welcome to the show, The Brand Called You. I'm Sandeep Tyagi, your host, and the brand we are talking to today is Prashant Batra. Prashant is the founder and CEO of Vegify, and we'll learn more about it. He's got degrees from IIT Delhi and the Johns Hopkins University. Welcome to the show, Prashant. Thank you, Sandeep. Well, let's dive into it with your professional journey first. Uh, you have founded a company recently called Vegify. Tell us, what does it stand for? Yep, uh, Vegify, I've been working on it for the last 10 to 11 months full time. Uh, what Vegify stands for is redefining financial freedom for Americans who live paycheck to paycheck. Uh, financial freedom is a loosely used term, but we are trying to narrow down onto financial freedom of spending money for your needs, not spending money for your wants. Uh, so that, that's what we are trying to address at Wagefi, giving people access to uh, their own capital in time. So it's a combination of wage and finance making. Uh, so there used to be and still is an industry around payday loans, meaning you get some loan in advance of getting your pay so this is bringing that industry into the modern age. Is that what you're trying to do? That, that's exactly what we're trying. You hit, you hit, hit it spot on. Uh, payday loan has been an industry that has been notorious in the news over the last more than a decade. Still 12 million Americans took a payday loan last year and paid $9 billion in interest and fee for it. Uh, we are trying to uh, revolutionize that by using the APIs, all the online tools available to kind of reduce the risk that payday loan companies face, which is why they charge such a high interest and fee and to automate it and create better value for the end users involved. So it is notorious because it used to charge very high APRs and kind of usurious fees. Are you doing something that's better? Yes. So payday loans on an average charge 350% interest. What that means is for a hundred dollar loan, the individual has to pay back 450 bucks. If that same individual comes to WageFi and takes that $100 loan, they pay us back only 100. They don't pay us any fees. Uh, we, how we do that is we load this $100 on a card that is white labeled for that employee. Uh, first, we need to verify that this is a person who's actually working at an employer, make some money. We do all those checks within 90 seconds through our APIs. Once those are done, we give the person hundred bucks. They can spend it on the card. They can even withdraw it in an ATM with, with a little amount of fees. And how we make money is we have a partnership with MasterCard where when this hundred dollars is spent, we get a certain percentage back. So the employee doesn't have to pay for any of these services. Well, that's, that's going to be uh, quite uh, different because everybody associates payday loans with very high interest rates. And what you're saying is this is a no interest advance, simply making money on the credit card usage, which is anyway invisible to the, to the user to begin with. Exactly. That, that, get that sorry. idea, don't you, did you get tempted to say, look, there is somebody charging 350%, let me build a company which will charge 35% interest. It's still way better than charging 350%. So why zero interest? No, so this, as, as much as this is a startup that wants to make money, we are also on a mission because uh, we do believe these are the people who live paycheck to paycheck. 
350% is too much. Uh, they have 18%, 19% personal loan options. Still believe these are the people who are living by the penny as to speak. So charging them any amount of interest, call it convenience fee, call it platform fee, will not do us justice in the long run. So we wanna create loyal customers uh, which stay with us. And then we, we have other ways of generating revenue in future, in future, like launching new features for expense management, partnering with merchants. Uh, there are big players who can pay these bills, but not these uh, people who are stuck in that uh, income to income cycle. That's the mission we are on. Interesting. Now you've worked with some pretty big brand names. I was reading your background. You worked at Goldman Sachs, American Express. What has been your most important learning in that journey? What uh, initiatives, projects did you work on and what did you find most exciting? Yes, throughout American Express and Goldman, I've worked at various roles from risk, from product to engineering. Uh, one project that stands out amongst all my professional experience so far is the Apple Card project. Because the launch was at such a scale that we haven't seen before. Uh, my learning and what uh, gave me the confidence to do this is uh, I, I learned, I taught myself how to code. I built the entire platform, uh, decision engine platform, not the entire Apple Card platform. That text takes a decision who, who to approve, who not to approve. But one thing that I learned through these experiences at Amex and Goldman is uh, how to bring a team together on one mission and that mission is always to make the corporation successful. There may be many different ways how it's communicated to the end employees, but the end goal is always to make the corporation successful. That's one learning I've had through this. Uh, that's, that's like on a professional learning to speak. Personal learning, I started giving more value to myself and not underselling myself. This just gave me that confidence that I could learn my way into coding and launch such a big scale project which means I can execute my own ideas, which I always had pending and start my own company. So that was kind of that uh, push, pushed me and to, to start my own company. Yep. So Apple Card launch was obviously a very celebrated event given that it was coming together of two mega brands in Goldman Sachs and Apple. Um, both are huge brands, but uh, neither of them were in the space of credit card. So tell us more on what did it really take to make a platform that could uh, accelerate some interesting anecdotes? What were some of the uh, experiences in the, in the nuts and bolts of creating something like that? Yes, uh, as, as you rightly pointed out, both big brands didn't have experience building credit cards and experience, again, that, that was another valuable lesson. Uh, experience building certain things is something you can always outsource or hire employees to do it, but the core mission is something you cannot never outsource. And both these companies had a core mission. Uh, Apple always has a core mission to build something that end users like. It's sleek, it's easy to operate. And Goldman core mission is to make money, right? So when these two come together, everything else can be learned. You can hire people who have built credit cards in the past. A few interesting things that we saw along the way was Apple wanted to build a product that's easy to use, just like their iPhones, MacBook. Uh, in credit cards, you're always used to your cycles, uh, pay cycles. If you get a credit card on June 13th, your next bill will be on July 13th. Apple said, get rid of that. All the bills should be end of month. To build end of month pay cycles, sounds easy, but all the 
the ledgering systems for credit cards are traditional, are all like pretty old systems. To build a new pay cycle means you're building a new ledger by yourself. And Apple's hell-bent on it. They won't launch without this feature because they want to make it easy. That helped us learn a valuable lesson that what we thought is impossible and we shouldn't do the deal, we could build it in-house. The end of mm. month statements was built. Today, if you log on to Apple Card, all statements are end of month. Uh, they asked us to... So most of the lessons learned are here, Apple pushing us to do something that credit card doesn't do. Because on the Goldman side of the world, it's all finance people who are either working in credit card domain or have worked in credit card domain. So we are all thinking the same thing. Because of Apple, we got pushed. Uh, I mean, they, they wanted to introduce a feature where the end user should be able to uh, choose how much payment they want to make. And based on that, it should be very transparent. You should show them in advance how much interest you're going to charge them which goes against mm -hmm. the entire motto of making money, right? That's always so non-transparent in credit cards that how much interest you're going to charge, uh, how much interest will an, an end user pay. So we created an interface where in Apple Card, it shows you transparently, if you spend only $400 a month, you will never pay interest. If you spend 500, you'll pay $10 interest. Uh, that didn't hamper any of the revenues, but it, what it did was created more loyalty loyal customer base. So a lot of lessons learned, a lot of uh, pushing uh, and pulling along the lines of credit card. We created a product which looks like a credit card, but it's actually a commodity, like which people brag about. Just like people line up outside an iPhone store to buy an uh, iPhone, people lined up to get the Apple card. Very interesting. So uh, the, the marriage of uh, East and West Coast um, of a New York center company and, and a Silicon Valley centered company produce some very interesting challenges in your journey. That's interesting uh, to, to talk about. Um, did uh, did pretty, Apple pretty much have the sway on branding decisions and how it should be presented, how it should be packaged, how should the envelope go out with the card itself, look and feel? I would say it was a good mix with some there were some months to weeks where apple had the upper hand some but again goldman because we were the lender financial institution we brought them into the place by telling them the regulations around it because when you launch an iphone you don't have much regulation in terms of cfpb here there is cfpb involved so there are a lot of notifications that you need to send but yes uh, i would say creativity uh, was 60-40 or maybe 65-35, 65 on Apple, 35 on us. But everything else, like what regulations to use, what cadence, what payment cycle, again, 65-35, 65 Goldman, 35, 35 Apple. So very right. good mix, I would say. And along the journey, all employees like myself, uh, everyone's in a better place and we learned a lot along the way. And in wage five, which way are you leaning? Are you more consumer centric like Apple was or you're more consumer -centric? centric? Consumer centric. I mean, finance, I cannot change. I am a risk guy. My first job was a risk professional. So I am a very risk averse when it comes to my own business. Uh, but consumer centric is something I've learned from Apple and it's still fresh in my blood. And I, that's something I saw the returns as well. We launched Apple Card. I was still with Goldman for one and a half years after that. I saw how people were loyal and they were mad to just get the card in their wallet. 
so that's what like i would say it's contagious and i want to build a very similar uh, and that's been one of our foundational principles when coding the backend as well that it should be so simple that people should be able to onboard within 30 seconds we market 90 seconds but it doesn't take more than 30 seconds to onboard very interesting uh, let's change gears and talk about your personal journey tell us where were you born what kind of childhood did you have Yes, uh, I was born in a little town called Sonipat in Haryana, uh, in a mm -hmm. lower lower middle class family. Uh, my dad uh, is a doctor and he, he used to work for a government hospital at that time. So we used to get, and my mom uh, was a housewife. Uh, she, she used to work as a teacher, but because me and my brother were born, so she took, she left the job, took care of us full time. And my grandparents used to live with us uh, not a nuclear, like a joint family, joint-ish family. Now we have moved to nuclear families. Uh, but because my dad was in the government job, we used to move every three years. Uh, and what that ended up doing to my childhood was we, we didn't make as many friends as other people would because they are in the same location. So we moved every three years. Uh, but uh, through my childhood, one theme has been constant and my parents never forced me to do uh, engineering, medical, or arts, whatever stream I wanted to choose was up to my freedom. The all, only thing they forced me to was whatever you choose, just give you 100%. And if I don't, then that's when we were always like reminded of giving 100%. We are in a lower middle class family. You need to make some money. But yes, that gave me the freedom to think of what I want to do. And if I like something, I put my 100% into it. So that, I think, uh, sowed the seed for being an entrepreneur that I am now. Um, so that kind of an upbringing, maybe with some uh, government job, or that doesn't really encourage you to take risk, but seems like your parents were somehow able to inculcate that into, into you and say, follow your passion. Yes, um, I mean, you're, you're absolutely right. Like, when you see your parents struggling to even pay bills that usually it can go either way, right? It can either take you in a direction where you want to be financially self-sufficient and pay for your parents or mm -hmm. just follow their footstep and be in a job that pays enough to keep paying the bills. And mm -hmm. my parent never molded me in that direction that what they are doing is correct. They always admitted that they are where they are because they listen to so many people so I shouldn't, I should do what my heart says. And uh, yeah, and they're always there to support. Very interesting. What was a memorable advice or an interaction with a person that shaped your major decision in life? So my major decision, I would say in last 10 years, one uh, big uh, factor that has changed my outlook into the startup world i keep coming back to startup because that's what's happened mm -hmm. i live breathe and eat wage five uh, is mm -hmm. i used to work with this individual at my first job in white plains and that individual also came from a very similar background as mine uh, mm -hmm. i would say very similar or maybe even uh, less privileged uh, than my background and i've mm -hmm. seen that individual leave his full-time job run a fintech startup and eventually sold his fintech startup to a big company. Like that gave me the possibility that this can happen. And mm -hmm. uh, like that, and 
many advices out of many advices the one advice that i got from that individual was to how to run this company is uh, the the only way you you fail at selling is if when you sell several things so try mm. to sell just one thing whatever that thing is just sell that one thing don't try to sell several things so mm. that's one advice that i've stuck to and i look up to that individual a lot as well very interesting you want to give a shout out to this person seems like it has had a big impact on you yeah uh, his name is rohit uh, mittal he runs this company called stilt incorporated stilt in san francisco great yeah it's amazing how somebody can shape your views and give you the courage to take the risk which seems like rohit uh, did for you so that's great yes 100% um just like advice success uh in writing the code base for the apple card gives you confidence failures also shape us what is one failure in your life that uh, has shaped you failure or maybe i i always say people say failures are lessons learned those are one medal in your uh, pocket right i always assign failures to wrong decisions which is it's not a failure just to go wrong decision so this is i have done this is my third time trying at a startup i've done okay. this twice before in my life uh, when i came to this com- country i was a student at johns hopkins that time websites were not such a big thing i started this company to build websites uh, and we were building websites for doctors at johns hopkins university where people can click a button and book appointments zocdoc didn't exist google calendar didn't exist at mass scale we were just using your local calendar people can book we'll be added to that uh, and it was going well i mean i because i didn't have enough there were restrictions on f1 visa to start your own company and i didn't bother to explore how i can go around the system and get it i got a job at a company i wanted primarily it was in new york city i left that and did that so had i stuck by i would have done something big second uh i was working in american express i had this idea i saw this company called the point sky uh and i was like they are selling credit cards which we are building as american express why can't i sell credit cards left my job at amex started this company called cardornot.com uh, should you get a card or not uh, scraped all the credit cards in us built a card comparison website started selling it uh i think that's where i would say it was a failure but it also helped me learn a lesson as well did that for 9 months uh, we that company didn't go anywhere but what i was doing is again i wasn't focused i wasn't selling one thing i was trying to sell card comparison tool personal loan comparison tool get a deposit get this all i was doing is just following whatever points guy is doing try doing it they were 3 years ahead of me in the curve uh, i guess now i have learned my lessons i am who i am my competitors are who they are and they are who they are because they are at a certain phase in their company i am at a certain phase so i don't i don't fall into that comparison game anymore uh, so that that i would say two companies failed uh, but wrong decisions lessons learned which i am taking forward yep excellent i'll say great set of lessons you have taken uh, from your two steps in it and uh, that's um, that's the building blocks one is looking for what kind of credit card do you carry I have an American Express blue card and Amex platinum card. Still loyal to Amex. <laughs> okay. That's good. 
All right, this next section is uh, quick answers. You know, I'm gonna ask some questions, whatever comes to your mind, that's the right answer. Uh, and okay. short, so we are gonna go through a whole four or five of these quickly. Who do you think is the best entrepreneur ever? Elon Musk. If you could meet a technical figure for dinner, who would you like to meet? Sorry, your voice broke, sorry. If you could meet a historical figure for dinner okay. and ask them anything for, on a conversation, who would you like to meet and what would you ask them? Stuck between Martin Luther King and Muhammad Ali, uh, uh -huh. asking about leadership and inspiration. Uh, those are two most, like they always know what to say, how to say in three or four words. And that's something I still struggle with. And I, yeah, that, that like, I don't think I can ever reach the, where they are in terms of how they used to communicate, but communication is what I would like to learn and envision it, like see it in front of me, yes. What is the achievement you're most proud of to date? I am sure you're gonna achieve a lot more, but Prof so far- I mean, professional is the most- Yeah, professional, personal, Professionally, I was going to say Apple Card again. Like, I don't want to start that same saga again. But one, one thing which I'm proud of, uh, if I would say, is uh, there is this competition called Mathematics Olympiad in India. Yes. And I was, uh, I was selected to represent India in the International Maths Olympiad. That's only 30 folks who go from across uh, the Indian population. Uh, that's, so I don't know if you know R.K. Agarwal. He... He's an yes. author of a mathematics book for NCRT high school students. And I was in ninth grade and I got to see him in person. He's the one who gave me that uh, medal for the Olympiad. That's, I was through, I haven't been as happy since then. I mean, that's, that's a big thing to say, but like happiness definition changes as you grow as well. Uh, but I was uh, through the roof then. Very interesting. If you find yourself with a free afternoon, what do you do? These days, for last 10 months, all I do is market research, look up my competitors, what they are doing, scroll through LinkedIn, what type of posts get more likes, because uh, there is a brand awareness angle that I definitely have to work on, and watch YouTube videos by entrepreneurs uh, like Ashneer Grover in India. I follow him a lot, Elon Musk. Uh, so I just listen carefully instead of just scrolling through the video of what they actually mean. Both of those are pretty, I would say, um, almost brash entrepreneurs who uh, come across and say things which a lot of people may uh, be taken aback by. So you you like that kind of brand of brashness? I wouldn't. So their brashness, yes. Every like most people associate them with brashness. I used to three years ago as well, Elon Musk. Now I look beyond that. I, I don't look at that as rashness. I look at that as bold and taking decisions. There may be decisions which they have taken are wrong, but me, myself, I have that inertia in taking decisions which I want to overcome. And that's why mm -hmm. these two are someone who I really look up to on how to take a decision, stick by it, and go with it. I may or I may not, like, I, I think they are brash in terms of how they communicate, come across, but deep down within, it, they are more bold than brash. So... That's what I look up to, not the brashness. They, they kind of go hand in hand. Most bold people uh, obviously are uh, bucking the conventional wisdom. That's why they also appear to be brash. 
um, when you go to a mall, a food court, what food do you pick? What cuisine, what type of food do you pick? If Indian cuisine is available, of course. Uh, otherwise, I pick <laughs> a Mexican. Okay, Mexican or Indian. That's good. What's your favorite uh, vacation idea? Would you want to go to Paris uh, and stroll next to the beautiful old museums? Or we want to go to Hawaii and hang out on a beach? Hawaii. I don't like museums is something I would go if somebody, if my wife wants to, but I would never, that would never be my vacation idea. <laughs> okay. Great. Well, that's great. We are uh, to the end of this. Uh, Prashant, what is brand Prashant Batra in your own words? Yes, uh, summarizing, uh, brand Prashant Batra is anything is possible. Uh, coming from where I came from and being where I am, I definitely am humbled more than proud that anything is possible. Fantastic. There you have it, Prashant Batra, anything is possible, a kid born and grew up in Sonipat and uh, went on to create the platform for decisioning in biggest credit card launch with the two mega brands and now is building his own fintech. Thank you for coming on our show and uh, inspiring so many people, Prashant. Thank you. Thanks a lot, Sandeep. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the brand called You Videocast and Podcast, a platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website, www.tbcy.in, to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search for the brand called You.